superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the moment of the year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. No way! We're getting football back. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And I'm not talking about quarterback competitions. I'm talking about the freaking New York Jets. Yeah, man, I'm loving my time here. I mean, it's, I've just embraced everything uh, New York. It's the in New York. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, executive producer of Hard Knocks, Ken Rock. Rogers. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That is correct. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network was on in hour number two. In hour number one, Jay Billis of ESPN talked about all the college realignment and all the hand-wringing about it and everything going on. If you missed the first two hours of this program, we re-air after this hour on the Roku channel, on channel 210. We re-air every day after our 12 to 3 Eastern live period, and then we come back Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and so on and so forth. We say hello to our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Our podcast listeners, we say hello to you. Whenever you darn well please, it's your God-given American right to listen to our show all three hours through the Cumulus Podcast Network, where you get every single podcast in your life. Include us. Hit us with the RSS feed subscription, as well as click that subscribe button and follow button on our Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and X pages, as well as our YouTube page. I'm sorry, Chris. Our Twitter page. <laughs> um, yes, Thank our Twitter you. page. Tweet at us at Rich Eisen Show. Does that make you feel better? Yes. This uh, this hour, uh, we've got uh, Overreaction Monday. We also This show is all about uh, um, hard knocks from Love it. Nate Diaz <laughs> to Tim Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jake Paul and Jose to Jose Ramirez <laughs> to the actual program Hard Knocks, which debuts Tuesday night, 10 Eastern on HBO. And you can watch it on Max as well right here on the Roku platform. A great friend. And I love working with this man at NFL Films. He does so much for that great outfit and production company. Um, and um, and he's here as the executive producer of Hard Knocks. Our friend Ken Rogers back here on the program. How are you doing, Ken? I'm doing great. How's my favorite Jets fan? <laughs> uh, did you say that to Mike Greenberg the other day? <laughs> I did not. Hold on I'm a second. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get an invite there. Uh, I'm I'm a Rich Eisen guy. Atta yeah. boy. Uh, what, Atta a, what a boy. time to be a Jets fan. I'm I'll happy tell you what. For you. I I was I was always in on them doing it. I thought they should have done it from the very beginning. Did you did how how much was the the arm twisted? Of the Jets, yeah. Account. Listen, you know we have a relationship with these teams that yeah. that exists on a daily basis. So you know, I wasn't asking uh, some some girl to the prom that you've never asked before. You know, <laughs> we we talk about doing shows and wires and all kinds of access with them. Um, and I I've been thinking about you know this uh, the storyline that that people don't want to do the show, and I really do relate it to let's say Thursday night football or playing a game in Europe, 
or having to travel all the way across the country. If you ask a coach, do you want to do that? The answer is no, I don't want to do that. I want to play home at 1 o'clock. I don't care if fans are there. Turn the TV cameras off. You know, they want to concentrate just on football. But when they're selected to play on Thursday night or they're, you know, selected to play overseas, they're going to try to win the game. You know, they're going, to, they're going to cooperate, participate, and embrace it. And I think that's what the Jets have done. It's really what every team has done uh, in the past is said, you know, all things being considered, we don't, we don't even want fans to watch us. We want to, you know, just be by ourselves. That's just the way coaches are. Um, but they've all embraced it, and the Jets have too. So, because I, I, I've thought a lot about this too, Ken, because, you know, I adore you and Ross Ketover and everybody there at NFL Films and Steve Sable, you know, wrote the forward to my book that sold about five copies. It had nothing to do with him. But, you know, I, 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 I love NFL Films, and I know how hard you and all the men and women there who keep the Sable flame alive work hard and are not at all intrusive you know it's not like you know if the coach or the player is there that you're forcing your way in you're like you're literally elbowing your way in but there is a general sense that uh if somebody does hard knocks something's gonna get out or you're going to reveal something is there any part of that process you can lay out on the floor or this microphone or this platform for the listeners and viewers of this show how this works ken listen you know you you know them you know the players you know the coaches there is a paranoia uh about about that and that's why we let the the coaches review the show and make sure you know secrets don't get out the best example is we once had a had a play in the background uh, running during a practice, mm-hmm. and someone yelled out refrigerator in the background. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea well, that it was even said, but the team picked up on, hey, hey, you got to get rid of that. We said, get rid of what? The person in the background saying refrigerator because that's our goal line plunge play <laughs> named, after, named after the fridge. And we were like, what? There's a refrigerator. And, and yeah. sure enough, you play it over and you say, oh, yeah, someone's in the background saying refrigerator. That would have been a competitive balance uh, issue that we would have uh, you know, been part of that we don't want to. So we, we definitely go over that. And in terms of the um, – yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to all our cinematographers and our directors out there. We're, mm-hmm. we're not as big a crew as you think, and we capture a lot, um, you know, 400 hours per week. And that's plenty. We don't have to. Uh, there's look. There's 90 players. We can't capture everything. Right. But we don't look to capture everything. We look to capture the essence of camp, the essence of everybody. So a lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, if I have to go call my wife about, you know, her doctor's appointment, Hard Knocks is going to be listening to me in the hallway. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not the case. Like that. That's going to be something you're going to be able to do. But when it comes to the job, this is a workplace drama. We're going to be all around. And we're going to we're going to watch you doing your job. And um, you know, w- but what about the pushback from you on the content front, where a coach or a player might be a little bit too protective or paranoid, and you're like, come on, like, because again, we that that's what's beautiful about this show is we feel like we're a fly on the wall. Um, and that right. we are behind the scenes. What, what can can you share on any conversations you have on that front to make sure this isn't coming across in many yeah. people's minds as a whitewash or a greenwash, to use the Jets as an example here? <laughs> Ken. Uh, yeah, jetwash, greenwash. No, uh, right. it, it's, it's never been the case for, for years now, really, more than a decade. I think the Jets probably helped change that in that the, 
the teams now know what the show is. They know that if there's, you know, a rookie singing or they know if someone gets yelled at in a meeting or if there's uh, a conversation between the quarterbacks out on the field, like the, those things are going to make the show. They're, they know what they're signing up for or what they're selected for, um, as, as were the case. Um, so the, the team kind of gets it, and you'd be amazed at how much the young players get it. It makes me feel old, but you know, Hard Knocks has been on the air twenty yeah. years now, twenty-one right. years. Yeah, they—they've all grown up watching the show. They—they, they, I mean, if you think back to the last Jets, that was uh, thirteen years ago. Well, you know, most of these kids were probably eight, nine, you know, playing, playing Pop Warner, watching Hard Knocks, and they've watched it ever since. In a world of social media. They're not freaked out by the cameras. They don't care about putting their wor- their world and their life out there. They are completely comfortable and themselves, which makes the show even better. So we don't really have to fight that fight anymore. Hard Knocks executive producer Ken Rogers here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, the history of Hard Knocks again. We, we and I do I do remember the first time I saw a player get cut um, with the cameras watching. I was kind of a I was kind of jaw on the floor like wow that's the way this happens. Turk comes to knock on the door. Get your playbook. Um, is it true the Jets didn't want to show that stuff? They say that we're you're not showing any player getting cut. Ken, is that true? Uh, yeah, you know we haven't even picked our players, so uh, I know that's been reported, mm-hmm. and but that's not something we've gotten to uh, in the show yet. So, okay, uh, we're still working with the Jets. I mean, I, I think the cool thing about Hard Knocks is that the show has actually made the cuts more humane. You know, there was there was a point where people started saying, wow, this is a, a rough business. Mm-hmm. But if you notice in recent years, the, the players are coming in and they're saying, listen, thank you for treating me like, like a man. Thank you for what you've taught me. Thank you for being honest with me. You know, I, they don't really have the, the cold Turk knocking on your door, give me your playbook, we're putting you on a plane thing anymore. You know, it, 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 I think it, the perception was, wow, this is a rough business. And to the NFL's credit, they they changed the process and said, you know what, we need to have somebody, uh, you know, from player personnel talk to the player, make sure they're okay mentally, make sure they're okay physically, make sure they're not just getting kicked out. And and all that happens now, I think, because, you know, the show showed the truth. And now when we show cuts, we it really, you know, certainly not a positive moment, but it's an extremely respectful moment. And I can't think of a recent coach or GM or anyone who's come off looking bad during a cut. They're, they're, they're doing their job. Ken Rogers of uh, NFL Films, executive, executive producer of Hard Knocks here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I, I, again, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, what's the number of microphones you've put on Aaron Rodgers in his career, right? I mean, so <laughs> it, it has to be in the upper, you know, hundreds of times that you've done that. Um, and uh, and again, I, I know he, he, he mentioned shoving it down the, the jet's throat when, when he mentioned mm-hmm. Hard Knocks, but uh, is everything cool? Because obviously he's... He's got to uh, provide access for this thing to work, Ken. Everything's right? beyond cool. Great. He's been beyond cool. Uh, he is beyond cool, period. Um, I think people are going to see, even if you really have followed his career, people are going to see a different uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think you saw that uh, you know, during the Hall of Fame game, um, you know, just from the sideline, how he was talking about how much fun he's having. Uh, you know, we put a clip out earlier uh, last week where he is in a huddle and he's 
talking to the quarterbacks and saying, you know, you got to appreciate it because you'll be old and gray and Mm -hmm. not have many years left. And I think he's in that spot where he understands this is, it's a privilege to play the game. He enjoys his teammates. He enjoys his team and he's really in a, in a great spot. And it shows on the, on the first episode of hard knocks. I think you'll see an Aaron that everyone is going to be fascinated by. I saw that clip too, where he also said, "Hey, uh, sit with somebody you don't know. You know, be a leader yeah. in, in, at uh, at lunch." Like, and I saw that clip, and it was great. No, you know, it's also a privilege. Um, sometimes you get privileges being on Hard Knocks, and you're being Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I couldn't help but notice Liev Schreiber was at the actual Jets practice, <laughs> and I'm I'm just wondering, you know, if you helped make that wish uh, come true for Aaron. You know, yeah, you, the one? you know, someone like Aaron Rodgers comes out publicly and says the thing they like about Hard Knocks is the narrator. Yes. Um, and the narrator happens to be a Jets fan and ah. happens to live in New York. You know, uh, you know, the production production helped a little bit. Um, it certainly helps. Yeah. certainly helps that he wanted to go meet Aaron. Um, and I think it's one of the highlights of the show. It'll be in the show of, okay. of Liev meeting Aaron. And I think everyone's going to, like I said, love Aaron. And I think everyone will love Liev, too. It's, um, it's a great scene. And okay. uh, it's one among many great scenes, I think, this week. All right. What else, uh, what else can we expect on the Tuesday premiere? What, else, what other breadcrumbs are you willing yeah, to drop right now? Ben? Hey, listen, Aaron Rodgers will be on the show. How's that as a Okay, scoop? that's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. All right, you want to keep everything else close to the vest? I understand. Okay. I can give you that. Look, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, big stars on this team, and we're going to take our time to get through all of them. Um, there's definitely some surprises um, in, in terms of what happens at camp and some things that everyone sort of knows about. You know, everyone knows that, that Sauce and Garrett Wilson, and you know, were practicing hard against each other. We're going to show that. That's going to be an exciting thing for anyone who loves great football. Dalvin, that segment. Dalvin Cook's visit? As well, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's visit is, is still to be determined. Uh, mm. You know, we're kind of we're kind of okay. in the ninth hour here, eh, maybe eleventh hour of okay. putting the show together, and it doesn't seem like anything's going to come of that right now. Okay. Um, certainly hasn't yet, and so that story is sort of incomplete right now, I guess. Okay, so okay. we're we're sort of, sort of standing by. Got you, got you on that. And then last one for you. Uh, another reason why people sometimes push back at NFL films, you know, being embedded in coverage uh, is because they don't want to make it seem like they're searching for the spotlight. Again, Uh I, you know, take the approach because I know you guys and I know that you are, again, 1,000% documentarians first, right? And also making sure that everyone knows that they're comfortable uh, being mic'd up and that you're not the enemy. But you you are providing... Uh, everyone insight and that's why i love it um but some people might think that hey i did an nfl films thing and i'm seeking the spotlight and and that seems to be the issue with season two of quarterback right now i don't know if that's your bailiwick as well i'm just assuming uh where what is your um you know where are you on that front right now it seems like some quarterbacks just uh say it's not the right time for me or anything like that on that remarkable series by the way on remarkable i mean it seems like it i i will admit i don't have uh i've been so wrapped up in hard knocks i okay. don't know where what the status is of uh, of the quarterbacks for season two i do right. know that you know when when people push back you know we have the best argument you can have which is well patrick mahomes did it and he won the super bowl so what are you worried about <laughs> um 
<laughs> you know, like I, I, I think <laughs> I, I think you can right. you can use it or not use it how you want. Um, it reminds me of the story when Steve Sable first went to shoot a training camp. It wasn't hard knocks. Um, it was 1968. Mm-hmm. It was with Vince Vince Lombardi. And he only had film for a day, so he he shot Packers Camp, um, you know, for one of our highlight films, doing a film on Vince Lombardi. And at the end of the day, Vince Lombardi said, Steve, I want you to come back tomorrow. And Steve said, I, I, I can't. I, I shot all the film today. You know, I'm, I'm heading back. And Vince said, my team practiced harder today than they have all camp because that camera was running. Huh. I want you back tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And of course, what's Steve going to say? Okay, I'll be there. So the next day he came and, and just acted like he was filming with no film in the camera. <laughs> Get out of here. Are you serious? Absolutely. It's the, it's the truth. Just so Vince Lombardi could get his team a little more cognizant that eyes are watching. You know what? People, people are going to watch this. And are you going to be slacking off or are you going to practice hard? And, and that's what I mean where I think people can use it or not use it in different ways. For the Jets, um, and I think maybe quarterback, I'm, I'm not sure, but certainly for the Jets, you're going to have a season where you will be under the microscope. And if you get to the playoffs where you want to go, boy, there's going to be a lot of cameras. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is sort of embracing that and saying, okay, that's what it's going to be. Let's get used to it. Let's, let's get used to those couple extra cameras at practice because if we're going to be who we want to be, we need to learn to operate whether there's film in the camera or not, whether people are watching or not, we need to always feel like we're operating at our best. And, uh, you know, I think of Vince Lombardi all the time when I think of that. That's an amazing story. I thought, Ken, you were going to say, you know, the end of that story was like, well, Steve found a way to get film all the way to Packers camp, you know, and, you know, by horseback or, you know, (laughs) and, and the answer was he just pulled a, he just pulled a gambit on, on Vince Lombardi or did Vince like, uh, no, did not I think know Vince was the in on the joke. Oh, Vince he was. Knew okay. That there was no film. The players didn't know. And Vince said, I don't care whether there's film in the camera or not. Just point it at them because <laughs> we're going to practice better. So, wow. so Steve stood there like a dope all practice, acting like the camera was going. And, you know, he didn't have any film. And the players practiced harder. Um, and Vince. Vince was smart enough to use that, um, and, I, and I know plenty of coaches that play those sort of mind games of, hey, how can I get a little more out of the players? It's a good thing Bart started and asked to check the dailies, huh, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have approval over, he didn't, over the cut back then. No. <laughs> Vince had final cut, clearly. That's right. Vince, you know. uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ken. I greatly appreciate it. We'll chat again soon, and I look forward to working with you with MGM Plus again on Icons. Looking forward to that this fall absolutely always a great time talking with you right back at you that's ken rogers executive producer of nfl films hard knocks debuts tuesday night on hbo at 10 eastern and you can watch it on roku on max what a story huh <laughs> rich i thought he was going to say vince said you have to come back tomorrow because i'm taking that tape my that, that you know what i mean i didn't i like, didn't think the answer was yeah. steve just came <laughs> back with no no film in the camera right <laughs> that was not what i was expecting here Again, I, I, it always goes back to pop culture uh, with me. Do you guys ever see Apocalypse Now? Yeah, years ago. No, say it again, Chris? Long time ago. Okay. Not recently. 
What about it, though? Well, you know, the photographer at the end who's whacked out on LSD, mm-hmm. um, played by, oh, God, you know, one of the, I start telling stories. Uh, he, he was the, uh, the guy who played the drunk in Hoosiers. Why am I? He's one of oh, the greatest Dennis of all time. Hopper? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Well, I just flew out of my head. <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper was taking pictures with no, ca- no film in the camera. Oh. He was just doing it to make Colonel Kurtz feel, you know, like he was documenting things. So. That's a funny Steve story. Sable was the Dennis Hopper of this situation. <laughs> Unbelievable. Vince Lombardi tells you to come back the next day, you come back the next day. But the whole point is, the point of it is, it's interesting that he says that you, it's, it's what you make of it, but the, I don't think the players like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or the young players are saying, yeah, I think it's too much of a distraction. You heard Justin Herbert, I think he said it on Pat's show, that it's what you make it. It's either a distraction or it's not. Right. So... Justin Herbert might be one who is agreeing to do it or thinking about doing it because he said that it's just a, but some kid like Justin Fields, like, you know, when people, when he's just coming off of an off season where conversation was, do you keep him or do you take Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields for a whole bunch of picks? Or do you trade Bryce Young for a whole bunch of picks? Yep. And he's going to come and say, yeah, I agree to have an NFL Films cameras walk around. And then it'll be like, well, what's your priority? Being famous or being good? As if you can't do both. And again, it's not like you're trying to be famous. Every single time you watch one of these shows that NFL Films produces, right? Hard Knocks, Inside the NFL, the show that I'm voicing icons, name it. Name all of it, okay? And you see Belichick mic'd up and the coaches mic'd up and the players mic'd up. It's not like, yeah, mic me up. I want to be famous. I want you to document me. No, NFL Film says, would you mind wearing it? And the player basically goes, sure, because I know you're not going to clown me. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why, I guess... Players are like, no problem. Mic me up week four, week five, 2019 season or whatever. I'm cool with that. Mic me up for the Super Bowl. Mic me up for the championship game. Go ahead. And we as fans aren't going to view that as you're just trying to be famous. But the players are like, yeah, I can't have camera crews follow me specifically for a documentary about my experience. Full season. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Sense. I don't know I if it's it. apples to oranges or apples I mean, to apples here, I think but years ago, that's probably how it was looked at, right? But we're in a whole new world now, where social media, where you're documenting everything on your phone. I'm sure there is some still some old school thought yeah. that that's the case. But these kids, like he said, you're 22 years old, Chris. You've never not recorded yourself doing right. something doing everything you, everything right. so but i guess in this day and age that we all want to know are you doing it this year last year we didn't even know that they were doing it didn't until it came it out thing. right also when i think some of these players should recognize how popular this series is and it's also a chance to kind of elevate themselves yeah. a little bit Grow if they brain. do have a great year i mean josh allen is the biggest name right now he's not committed but he is reportedly thinking about it or he has committed and we just don't know you want to keep it Keep it tight. And also, like he said, I think um, Ken just said, if you do this, quarterbacks, you're, you you got a one in three chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think <laughs> I would right. take that. Right? right? I would take that. Yeah, He's got the it. ultimate pushback. Mahomes <laughs> did it. He won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, uh, okay. And then the ultimate pushback to that is, 
He's Mahomes. Uh, true, but... Let's know. take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the program. Overreaction Monday, people. Yeah. Here we go. Don't go anywhere. That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Can you tell me the story, the famous story of you noticing John Candy in the crowd before, oh. <laughs> before that two-minute drill to the Bengals? Harris Parton was a, a people person, so yes. we were free for dinner during the week, but you know, practice and meetings and then come back after dinner and more meetings. So when he would come back from dinner, he was like a little kid. He could not wait to tell you about all the celebrities he saw while he was at dinner. <laughs> and so I had, we were just standing there and between the tight end and um, his shoulder was uh, frame John Candy. And in so the crowd? It, he was on the sideline. Oh, he's on the sideline. And so I was, and I sat there and I, I looked and I go, dang, I don't remember Harris saying he saw John Candy. <laughs> this is so, what you're thinking in the Super Bowl with minutes to go and needing to, to drive yeah, down the field. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, yeah, so I walked over and said, hey, H, man, there's, there's John Candy. <laughs> and he, Harris stood like this for eight minutes, per, perfectly still. He was a little bit anal that way. He would not move. He was like little. I didn't do it to unwind him. I just thought he would appreciate seeing John Candy. <laughs> since he, <laughs> Did you ever meet Candy or that was the only time? Yeah, no, I had met John a few years before that. Um, my contract was up. Okay. And he was, you know, one of the owners of the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. He was trying to get me to go to Canada. Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, they just didn't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> but if the price was right, you'd, you'd, I might you'd have been, had a, Yeah, I might have been wearing an Argonaut. You you could, have, yeah, you'd have a 55-yard line. You'd be like, I'll do that. So he legitimately said, you know, hey. you know. Yeah, we had a couple meetings about yeah. You did. So this yeah. is real. Like, it was. Oh, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, an no. oh by the way no 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 <laughs> wow i love that all in our youtube archives youtube.com slash rich eisen show please go check it out at rich eisen show also all of our social media handles the rich eisen show desk i'm sitting at right now furnished by granger with supplies and solutions for every industry granger is the right product for you call click ranger.com or just Stop by. Let's take a quick phone call before getting to overreaction Monday. Jim in Port Charlotte, Florida, has been hanging on for well over an hour. What's up, Jim? You there, Jim? I'm here. What's up, Jim? Well, I just uh, had uh, going to pass on a, a thought process here on all this college thing. The sure. SEC, I think, will end up with 20 teams. They're going to have four. And the four teams they'll add are going to bring with them seven national championships. So you're looking at 
a very close-knit region. It'll be four different regions, broken down five teams in each region. There'll be the West, where you got Texas, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Texas A&M, Arkansas, and LSU. Then the South, and this is the biggest change, the South region. They're going to add Miami University. Mm-hmm. They'll have Florida, Florida State, Clemson, and Georgia. One heck of a region, isn't it? So you're saying, so, okay, so just the, the four teams you think they're going to add is Miami, Florida State, and Clemson, Clemson and and who's North the Carolina. And North Carolina. will be the fourth team. They'll bring four teams in from the ACC. Thank you for the call, Jim. I greatly appreciate it. Could you imagine if there is a southern region, right, Georgia, Florida, Miami, Florida State, and who, who's the fifth one that he threw in there? UNC, right? No, but no, but in the south region. Oh, oh, in that all. Oh, because you got to keep Ole Miss and Mississippi State together, right? And you put Alabama in that one, and then. Yeah, so that's in, that's the East, and then and then Clemson goes in with Carolina, wow. and Vanderbilt. They get Vanderbilt, right? And Tennessee. So Alabama would be in the West then. No, Alabama would probably be in or whatever. I don't know East. I have no idea what he's what he's breaking it down as. Because there's Oklahoma, Texas. That's the whole Texas, point. Again, ACC better they they better figure out whatever their their situation is. Because he's not wrong. Wow. The fourth one in, if it's Carolina, it, it, it will be a battle for that last life raft on the ACC, ti- oh, every, uh, ACC Titanic. Reaching for it. So can you imagine you put Miami, Florida, and Florida State in the same conference? You know, that that's that's uh, that's the win. Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Can you imagine TJ if Oof. that happens? Wow. I can imagine anything at this point. Yep. Who's the jack reaching up to Rose and then just sinks <laughs> off into the sea because there wasn't enough room even though there even was. Even though there was enough, yeah. Syracuse? We're not good enough at football. Pittsburgh? <clears throat> man, man, I don't know. That's crazy. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. It's a Monday. Are you ready? You need to hit it right here. Overreaction Monday. Hit it, please. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. All righty, then. Let's go for it, Christopher. What's up, guys? Everybody good? Hey, Chris. Chris. Hi, Chris. So this is like the last one where I'm not really reacting to any games being played. That's right. So we're just kind of (laughs) still pulling stuff out of the air based on. But we're so close to preseason games. That's what I mean. We're we're learning who's playing, who might not be. We know who's. Struggling, maybe, perhaps, okay. in some of these camps with sure. reports down in Tampa that Baker's throwing picks left and right. Kyle Trask is starting week one for the Bucks. That's an overreaction. Buck, uh, Bucks are going to start uh, Baker Mayfield. He End has of story. Seven okay. picks and gotcha. nine practices. Okay, great. Rich, just to do a quick great. math, that percentage is what? 77%? I Not it. good. Not good. Chris, it's all about, and things like this, is if you're a head coach, which is easiest to to go with one and then pull the plug on? Which is easiest? Which makes sense? The guy you drafted. Or the guy <laughs> who's in waiting. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is the one to start. 
as opposed to passing over because he had such a poor training camp with picks. Struggling. Got it. Even Drew Bledsoe started over Brady, despite Brady apparently having the best camp I mean, out of all on. quarterbacks. Come on, not the same. One guy was the it. number one overall pick it. that you drafted and it. gave $100 million got to. Got it, too. So it's easier to go with that guy and then maybe not. I'm trying my best I understand. To, to plug these two in together <laughs> in a way that you would understand that to start with Kyle Trask and then have him not work and go, oh, we'll go with the veteran Baker. We didn't go with you because you lost the preseason competition and we we're all about making sure those who compete better get the the opportunity to start. No, this one is a thumb on the scale. It's Baker Mayfield. And then if he doesn't perform well in one and three, then you pull the plug. You go with Kyle Trask. And if that doesn't work, you got a better shop at Caleb Williams. Williams. That's what, that's the path. You're overreacting. What else, Chris? What else? Uh, Hall of Fame this past weekend. Another great job by uh, you and everyone involved at the Hall. I saw some comments from Micah Parsons saying he doesn't just want to be a Hall of Famer. He wants to be the top of the top Hall of Famers. Yes. He's going to have a Hall of Fame season behind his 20 plus sacks this year. Cowboys win the NFC. Let me tell you something about Micah Parsons and the numbers you just put up there. I like where your head's at. And what you just said about Micah Parsons. There is no overreacting to Micah Parsons. He is incredible. He is generationally brilliant. He's game wrecking practices right now. I'm telling you, (laughs) Andrew Whitworth is on tomorrow's program. I recorded the top 10 reveal of the top 100 list that debuts on NFL Plus tonight and airs on NFL Network on Thursday. Andrew had Micah Parsons over to his house for dinner. We're going to leave the rest of the story to Andrew to tell on tomorrow's program. The thing he told me is that he was at Cowboys practice and heard as well. They had to pull Micah Parsons off the field so the offense could practice. Did you hear what Daniel Jeremiah said earlier on how he's wrecking things? They basically had to say, Micah. Hey, calm down. (laughs) We got to get our reps in here on offense. It's just as important we get our reps in on offense as well. So, 20-plus sacks. Two saludes, sir. That is a proper reaction. What am I going to sit here and say? No way. Get out of here. That guy is, congrats, dude. You got on defense the type of player that you want to get drafted in your quarterback. Yep. But good enough. And quarterback remember, your defense. And remember before the draft, congrats. I predicted the Cowboys were going to. Yes, you did. Yeah, thank man, you. He's so good. Well, it was a little bit of your Penn State bias, too. Look, you also man. saw him. Hey, look, the guy didn't even play in his, his last year yeah, in college. I, I did, so I didn't so see him that much. Maybe that's why he fell. Good job out of you and your Cowboys, and that is a proper reaction. What else you got over there, Chris? Thinking about the NFC, Rich, and who had the best record last year, the Eagles, the Vikings were a surprise. Talent wins out. This team has so much talent, it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. The 49ers, best record, NFC. I I can't discount it. How are you going to say that's an overreaction? Purdy, Darnold, Dude, they make the NFC Championship game starting Lance and then needing needing Garoppolo. Montana right now at age 60. You know? (laughs) He's fourth on the depth chart. They make an NFC Championship game with Garoppolo. 
when you don't expect them having Garoppolo, and, and then they and then they make it with Purdy when Garoppolo goes down. I mean, get out of here. So basically, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. Well, I mean, they're going to end saying? up paying Bosa, and he'll get out there. Oh, and uh, that defense is, I mean. Dallas and San Francisco, you heard again DJ saying they, Dallas has a shot to have the best defense in the league. Dallas and San Francisco is a Sunday five. night or week five. Yeah. Now, Ooh. there's a lot of people sitting there saying, wow. you know, you're allowed to flex out of the Sunday night games as early yeah, as week Jets five. Broncos, and Jets uh, Broncos with what yeah, right. Sean Payton had to say yeah, right. <laughs> about Nathaniel Hackett. NBC's like, yeah, you know what we're going to do? Flex out of we'll a flex Cowboys into game. the Nathaniel Hackett blood <laughs> yeah. sport rivalry game. By flexing out of San Francisco and Dallas. Nah. That one's going to be great. Can't wait. Um, so, I, I I totally hear you. The Eagles are obviously in, in the mix for having the best record in the in the conference. So, you could say that about Dallas, too. And maybe this will be a surprise team. So, but you can't discount San Francisco. What else, Chris? Speaking of defense, my Pats have a good defense. Matthew Judon got his contract yeah, taken he got, care yes, of. Yes, he did. He is a happy, happy man. Top five defense. Pats are winning at least 10 games. Come on, guys. All right. Now that's an overreaction. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Get on board. Why Why didn't Bill O'Brien say Mac Jones is the starting quarterback no matter what? And he starts talking about how good Bailey Zappi is. What, 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 what happened there? I was out of the chair last Friday. Does it matter? You and I crossed like two ships last week. What you wanted to give me crap matter? for my, 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 my hamburger buying coach. And I wanted to give you crap for your offensive coordinator who's a, finally got the title. Refusing to give Mac Jones the, the, like he's not the starting quarterback of this because team. What are we doing? Watch the videos and what you are see we the doing? reports. It's obvious who the starter is. So what does it matter? <laughs> Titles matter. <laughs> Titles matter to people. To who? To people. <laughs> probably who not. Receive probably the not titles. Mac Jones. He okay. knows he's a starter. Got it. Rich, I don't want to be the type of here. person who gets stitches and then the. In ditches, but there was a lot, and I mean a lot of jet slander in the studio on Friday. I'm sure. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm sure the person sitting over in that desk. Yeah, by I mean, the way. like I said, I don't oh, want to well, be the Susie stitch. and him are like two oh, mass yeah. holes in the yeah. same pod. And I'll just say it, Susie may have kicked off most of the jets. I got it. No, I hear you. I live with her. I hear it. I was just cleaning up the show. The crazy thing is, I leave her to go hang out with him, and then I leave him to go hang out with her. You don't get a break, bro. He doesn't deserve a break. He runs for the Jets. Overreaction, pal. Overreaction. You might get it, but as of this moment, 10 wins now? Okay. Top five defense, though. I mean, they're going to be good. What else? Um, it's already bad in Las Vegas, guys. You see what Devontae Adams said? No. Not no. happy that Josh Jacobs isn't here. If Jacobs doesn't come back, it's going to get ugly real, real fast for the Raiders. Devontae Adams trade, top five pick next year, real bad. Um, I can't uh, overreact to that, um, except to say it's still first week of August. Tomorrow's the second week. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, <laughs> no, seriously, we're right, on the, the we're right on the edge. <laughs> we're right there. We're right there. You know, holdouts. Let's see how long he holds out. See if he holds out into the season. Like Amit back in the day. And then we'll see. We'll see. What a big game at Denver to start the season. I don't blame Devontae Adams. I come here. I come here for my college room teammate. He gone. He gone. And now I'm here watching Rodgers living his best life in New York City. 
Acting all right? happy. Talking about his new number 17. Yeah. He's got a great chance to win the Super Bowl. I'm out here trying to bust my ass, and one of our best players is not coming in from the cold. <laughs> so, right there, though. I'll just go. It's a... It's a Veraction right now. It's, not, <laughs> it's, it's not an overreaction, but it's a veraction. <laughs> what else, Chris? You got uh, one more? Last, last one. Last one. Uh, Jamar Chase is like, look, I understand, Joe. We need you healthy for the end of the season. Yes, sir. He says it's fine if you come back week five. I think that's cool because even if Joe Burrow sits the first four weeks, Bengals are still winning the AFC North. You know what? That's not a that's not an overreaction. And let me just say this. You know what the overreaction was? I'm sorry. I'll I'll use this platform. To, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take a little page from you, and you'll have to let me know where on the petty scale this ranks. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. The Rich Eisen show Love petty this. scale where this ranks. But remember, I took a screen grab of the first four weeks of the Bengals' schedule two weekends ago when this happened, and I'm like, if several weeks somehow bleeds into the first month of the season, this is the way the season starts for Cincinnati. And I got the pushback from Bengals fans. Like, do the math. (laughs) Six weeks from now is several weeks. It's week one. Oh, okay. (laughs) So now the number one receiver is telling the quarterback several weeks should bleed into the first four weeks of the season. And we got it from here. Oh, okay. So Jamar Chase thinks at Cleveland home for... Baltimore home for Rams at Tennessee they got this and he should take 10 weeks to come back from this thing and by the way he's not wrong I mean they're two and two at worst so I say thumbs up Jamar Chase yeah I get it you're marathoning because this guy sure shouldn't be sprinting right now so you know he's overreacting the Bengals fans coming at me on X. <laughs> and by that, I mean Twitter. Twitter, thank you. I don't think that was petty at all. You don't think so? Nah. <laughs> Fantastic. Nah. That's just petty for me to respond to tweets. Nah. That's, uh, not, that's not even Lori or I'm Kyle. sure they're like people with like 40 followers. But they have a blue check mark. Who say that they're really religious but use the worst language. <laughs> right. 844-204-RICH, number to all. Good job on Overreaction Monday to everyone here in the studio. We're back. Uh, when we come back, TJ has a, 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 a fun list for one of our new uh, affiliates. radio affiliates. Just welcome them. Yeah. And then, uh, the and then of course, we'll talk about the hard knocks that happened um, in uh, Dallas, in the ring, and then uh, in uh, Chicago, in the middle of a diamond. Weird crew. That's next. This <laughs> is the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> So, uh, Nick, before our radio on its returns, you just want to, what was your impressions of the, the fight that you went to? Uh, it was uh, such a great event. Zach Rosenfield, obviously our guy, uh, helped put it on, um, along with Jake Paul's uh, promotion team. And it was awesome. Sold out arena in Dallas. Uh, the pay-per-view buys were through the roof. And the energy inside there was uh, nothing I've seen in a long time uh, of an indoor event like that. And... The fight was the fight was great. Jake kind of dominated from the start, which you know the better the line was that way. Kind of expected it, um, and it seems like there's going to be a rematch in, with some sort of MMA element. This was Nate Diaz's first professional boxing experience. You know he's a legendary MMA guy, UFC. But um, 
The Jake Paul stuff is real. The guy really knows how to promote. He entered the arena on a, a tank. tank. Yeah, I saw that. You know, tank. and he had some giant robot that looked like the Fox robot with him. And it was just a wild scene. There were some fights on the floor and in the hallway. <laughs> and just the energy in the building was, it was there. And it, it kind of met the moment. The, the women's matches beforehand were awesome. The undercard was well done. And, and we had a great time. It was, it was really cool to see. Okay. You concur? Yeah, that was awesome. Weird crew. The weird crew. Hashtag weird crew. <laughs> you, should, you should send us everywhere. Just cover events for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Ladies and gentlemen, I, this is the no Rich Eisen Show. Family. Family. I, have a, I have a family, man. I can't be going all these She's about to say. I can't be going to these oh. weird places. Right. It's for work, just, though, just Chris. Adam you want, then. Chris, you want to provide for that hey, family. If you, you want know? to do it, you just just look at the ceiling and say there's mold everywhere, and you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to be there for Zach and really support him. This is his first, you know, time putting on a big time event like this. Yes. They all crushed it. It okay. was it was it was wild. Oh great. Terrific. Weird crew. Glad to hear it. Weird crew. All right. So that's the latest on that big fight over the weekend. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen show. Um Jake Paul and uh, Nate Diaz fought. And Chris just gave an, an interesting uh, breakdown as he went along with Felly and uh, Adam Chedwin of our show. Um and I, I honestly didn't think that uh, the biggest first fight of the day that would take over social media uh, would occur at a baseball game. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Tim Anderson apparently has a penchant for slapping hard tags on anybody coming into second base. And Jose Ramirez had had enough. It appears that Ramirez had told Tim Anderson to quit that. Apparently he was barking at one of their uh, rookies as well earlier in the game. And Ramirez goes in head first, and Anderson hits, uh, tagged him, and I guess it hit him in the head. And Ramirez didn't like it. And then um, Anderson took the uh, attack posture. It's time to go. Put up his dukes, (laughs) right? It's time to go. And (laughs) the second base umpire realized he he, he didn't have the Mills Lane in him, so he got out. (laughs) That was amazing. He got out. no. Yeah, this that isn't hockey. Not. I'm not, you know, I'm out. That was the best part. <laughs> Protect yourself I'm not going to get times. in there. And uh, usually these things are all like, uh, I'm, I'm threatening to hit you, and then I'll back off and then not really hit yeah, you. Nobody but nobody gets hit, Rich. Uh, Tim Anderson threw. He did. And then Twice. Jose Ramirez um, seeming to be separated at the moment that he just threw a right hand that hit Anderson directly. In the jaw. On the button. And knocked him out. Well, I mean, Put him the, to sleep. The ground woke him up. when Down hit. goes Frazier. <laughs> well, I mean, the call. You know, down goes Anderson. On the radio call is amazing. Right? <laughs> I mean, just boomf. I believe it's Tom Hamilton who calls the, uh, the action locally uh, for the Guardians. All right, Hamilton. And he screams, down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. That goes viral. A video of him wobbly getting carried off. He looked like Tom Brady at the Super Bowl parade. And then, you know, bench is clear. But, you know, even it's amazing with the rare instance. I guess this was the biggest fight since Rugnet Odor and um, went at it with Joey Bats. Jose Jose Batista. And this is like a real one. Even with a real one. You see, coming out of the pen. I'm coming. Here I am. I'm running. That should get those players suspended on the spot just for the fact that they are now running 300 feet to add more human beings to this morass, okay? And 
even worse, they're not even running fast. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you going out there? <laughs> what are you doing? Also, uh, like, if you're not running, like, honestly, they ran out to this fight like it was Giancarlo Stanton trying to score from second. <laughs> oh, come on. So Don't get me started. Am I mistaken, too? I saw a shot. Do not get me started. They had to run downstairs. Is the, is the bullpen elevated or something? Because I saw a shot of guys Whatever. running down some stairs. I saw that. So Maybe go downstairs so and then try. And then, and then here I come. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, gosh. Oh, I just saw. My guy got just knocked out, but I'm almost there. Hold on a minute. Oh, you're separated? I'm. Oh, hold on. I'm almost there. Here I come. You got knocked out. Just don't even try. Do don't even try. It's like Brockman reaching for the check. Don't even, don't even try. <laughs> I'm a celebrity, Rich. <laughs> he didn't have a chance to, Unbelievable. Rich. It was already taken care of. So there's going to be suspensions coming out, but oh, you should yeah. suspend every single person that, that, that ran like half speed out of the pen. <laughs> oh, I'm almost there. Keep fighting. I'll be there. All right. Um, in honor of our new affiliate, um, 101.9 FM and 1260 AM, The Horn in Austin, Texas. You've you've put a, a little list together? Yeah. What you do know, you got? Rich, well, I want to welcome them to the family. What do you got? And just show them some love. So I decided to come up with a, a, a TJ's top 10 list. Of what do you got? My all-time favorite Austins. Okay. Since they're in Austin, Texas. Okay. Do you got something you can you can you whip through? Yeah. Let's go real quick. Jay Felly, hit my music. All right, so you know, at number 10, we got a singer-songwriter Austin Mahomes. You know, I don't know much about him, but I know he's got two and a half million Spotify <laughs> listeners. He's got nine million on X and 12 million right. on Instagram. So I'm going to put him at 10. Number nine, we got the Lakers uh, shooting guard, point guard, Austin Reeves. You know, we bad. just got a four-year, $56 million contract nice. for his 13, three and three season. Not bad. Austin Eckler, Los you Angeles Chargers running back, sure. 1,600 total yards and 18 touchdowns last year. Uh, number seven, we got Austin Theory, WWE US champion. We got Austin Butler. You might know him as Elvis. He yes. was a hero the most. Elvis. Uh, Denise, Denise Austin. Austin. Remember her at ESPN? Back in the day, ESPN getting fit with Denise Austin. Come yes. on now. Dude, uh, we got, that's back when I was on the on ESPN. That <laughs> yeah, was the fitness. Man. Yeah, More man. Uh, Dal- right. uh, music producer Dallas Austin. So if you like TLC, Pink, Monica, and Brandy, Boys the Men, Dion Sanders mm-hmm. even, Mike Michael Jackson or Gwen Stefani, then Dallas Austin has produced or written songs for all of them. So you can thank him for that. Coming in at number three, gentlemen, he was an astronaut, a man barely alive. But gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. That is Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man. He deserves to be on the list. And number two, this guy was frozen for 30 years before he got thawed out and put the grr and swinger, baby. Yeah. yeah baby. Do I make you Randy, baby? That's Austin Powers. Okay. And man who's number one? And number one, come on, you can kind of figure out who number one is when it comes to me. Number Stone one, cold. he's been stomping mud holes and walking them dry for years. He's a friend of the show. He's the Texas rattlesnake. Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. This is what happens when... (laughs) This is what happens when you hop on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Chat on Tuesday. Give me a hell yeah.